Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken by the sea. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> What? Don't make fun of me right now. I'm not in the mood. Exactly. Yeah, you've never had tuna before. I've had tuna fish like sandwiches and stuff like this. Baby, you and I have eaten tuna like this before. Why is it called chicken by the sea or in the sea? Chicken of the sea is the brand. I mean, it's an iconic moment in not only this show, but television history. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also the quote that launched a billion dollar career. It did. She is a boss. And I will say I go I will go on record in high school. The only ballet flats I wore were Jessica Simpson, and they were the best flats I've ever owned. I had boots. I had heels. I, I had a lot of Jessica Simpson footwear and it was very comfortable. It was in style. It was, and it was cheap and affordable. Like they were great. It was a great, great, great product. Kudos. Okay. So let's get, let's start from the beginning. Hello everybody. And welcome to TV watch repeat a podcast brought to you by the dip. We are two TV lovers who are set to revisit some of the most iconic, memorable and low budget TV pilots of all time. Wow. Is that mean? No, no I was, mean, it, this it, was filmed on a flip phone. It, it was a camcorder. It, it, extra, it was very early reality TV. And so it had that sort of vibe to it. Absolutely. Do you think but there it, was a cameraman involved? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious, Kate. I'm not even trying to be funny because there was when Nick and Drew were packing up his apartment, his condo, which was so classic, like early 2000s celebrity. Um, I was like, I think this is actually being filmed on a Nokia flip phone right now. It's like cellular. You know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It was like the other Lachey, like the third brother <laughs> the third, Lachey who was or the, capturing or the, all the footage. Or the ugly 98 degrees one. <laughs> the one when, because um, I was a big fan of 98 degrees. You were. And I always remember the photo shoots that they had with them that would be like in teen magazines and they would be like, in the pool and it would be Nick drew and, and, uh, is it Jeff? Yeah. Jeff would be in the forefront with their like muscles and everything. And then Justin would be in the back in a t-shirt. <laughs> I just 
felt for the guy. Justin's like lathering sunscreen SPF 50 on. He was absolutely the necessary baritone. Like they needed him to complete that, that acapella, you know, element that they tried to do, but in the, in the teen peoples and the YMs and, you know, the tiger beats and everything, tiger beats. It was, it was very unfortunate and I cannot imagine being, it's like when you are in dance class and you are not the best dancer and then you're always put in the back, right? And you're yes. like, let's just hide you as much as possible. <sighs> Tragic. The Michelle Williams effect, if you will. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, hello guys. I'm Allison. I'm joined by the dip co-founder and CEO, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi. And today we are talking about the 2003 pilot of newlyweds colon Nick and Jessica. And what a, like what an opportunity to revisit. I mean, we have revisited some really incredible reality TV on this podcast. And this one runs a tight 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I could only find it on YouTube. Yep. YouTube. (laughs) I watched it too. Just put newlyweds pilot. It'll be right there. And, uh, and before we dive in, uh, to, the episode itself, we wanted to shout out some sources that we'll reference throughout the episode. Yeah. So I have uh, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson on being married with cameras from EW in 2004, written by friend of the pod, Jennifer Armstrong. Oh, Uh, nice. Yeah. Nick and Jessica inside the split from 2005 by people and from the ringer in 2020, how newlyweds forecasted the future of reality TV. And that's a great like way to kind of start this off is it really did tap into something that, I mean, I, I guess like at this point, 2003, I was only 11. I wasn't really watching newlyweds, but I was, mm-hmm. I was aware of it. Um, were there shows that were similar to this, that, I mean, this is setting the pave, the, the groundwork for shows like Kardashians and all of the shows that we love and, and, are obsessed with on reality TV nowadays. Yes, I don't know no, if there's anything before that. Yes, yeah, there were, there was, well, so let me, let me start from the absolute beginning. Let's yes, rewind please. back and let's talk about 1998 oh. <laughs> when yes. Jessica and Nick met at the Hollywood Christmas parade when Jessica was 18 and Nick was 24 and both were still pretty under the radar. He was mm-hmm. in the third most famous nineties boy band and she was poised to become the fourth most famous blonde pop star in the late nineties. That's of course, depending on where you place Mandy Moore. Some people would say, yeah, I was three. some people would say, Jessica, I argue that Mandy Moore is three. Jessica is four. really, yes, because mm. of, of course, Mandy Moore's future successes, but also candy is a absolute a bop. bop. And it's so good. I listened to Jessica it yesterday. Did not release any, any good music whatsoever. I'm sorry, public affair. That was much later though. In this early days, like Sweet sure. Kisses was just, besides the frosted lip balm on the cover of that CD, which I loved at the time, that CD was faster. Yeah. Uh, at, the well, time. at the time. At the time. Not you would I love would, that now. I wouldn't totally do it today. No, no, not at all. Uh, while Simpson had the looks of a pop star, it was pretty hard to compete with the likes of vocal powerhouses like Christina Aguilera and super performers like Britney Spears. And thus she became known mostly for one thing, her virginity, which was an easy headline for the daughter of a former minister. So her relationship with Nick was in the spotlight far more than her weak album sales and even a 2001 breakup in which Jessica tried to date around that couldn't keep them apart. They came back together after 9-11, showed them how important they were for one another. So 9-11, we have to thank for newlyweds. I I didn't, they didn't mention that in the pilot when they said we broke up for five months and then got back together. (laughs) 
before long, one year later, they were married. And MTV, the people who had a front row seat to their TRL-friendly relationship, wanted to see Mm. even more played out on TV. And it didn't hurt that MTV already had the most talked about celebrity-driven reality series of the early 2000s, The Osbournes. So there was something that was slightly similar before that. That was a great peep behind the celebrity curtain for those that were sick of like network TV's version of reality, which was basically like survivor competition based competition based reality. But while the Osbournes were certainly far from relatable, Nick and Jessica were absolutely 100% relatable. Yeah. And that's what made them that that's what set up the tone for, I think, the future of like the Kardashians, because right. the Osbournes were people that you were like, these are kind of a freak show. Like these people are freak shows. Whereas Nick and Jessica, you're like, oh, celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. And and eating canned tuna, canned tuna. doing laundry, like, all doing that laundry, stuff. packing, packing themselves, packing the, which that is but, that to me is the most psychotic thing. He's looking forward to that. Like, okay, look at the house we live in, and he doesn't want to spend the money on movers. Like, it cannot be that much money. Like, even if it was, like, $500, it's $500 well spent. I, oh, absolutely. Is no. it a therapeutic thing, maybe? It's just a man thing. It's just a... That's that, insane. That is I don't absolutely care. insane. Like, it doesn't matter that you're, like, up and... Co- like, you hire some movers, guys. Yeah, that's I hire not movers. keeping it humble. At that point, you're just you're just psychotic. But so, so a producer... Are you going to, we have to talk about like, this was relatable. Who was supposed, the show was supposed to be for. Well, okay. So there was, I didn't see this in any source anywhere other than Wikipedia. So I think we take this with a grain of salt, but Wikipedia claims that newlyweds initially started as a show for Lisa Marie Presley and uh, Michael Michael Jackson. Jackson. So, which that, I'm like, how did that evolve? So in 1994, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley were on the MTV Video Movie Awards and they kissed on stage and it was this whole moment and everything. And I think that they were always seen as this little bit of like this weird couple, a little bit of a freak show, like what exactly is going on there? And so I'm sure there was some interest there of like, oh, okay, you know, MTV is filming this. What is going on in that relationship? Let's bring them into the fold. But Ultimately, that didn't happen. But then they landed with like truly the white, like white toast couple. Oh, yes. Of America. Well, so basically the way that that happened was a producer was, you know, out shopping and saw Nick and Jessica on a magazine cover and thought they could be like Lucy and Ricky. And she didn't really know anything about uh, Nick and Jessica or anything, but it felt like that there was something interesting there. So they initially MTV was thinking about maybe doing a wedding special with them, but ultimately thought that, you know, a series would work better. And Nick and Jessica knew there would only be one way that the show would work. And that was if it was completely 100% real. So they committed to showcase an authentic look into their marriage, 10 hours a day, six days a week, even if that include their fights with one another. And of course that included Jessica Simpson's very quotable, dumb blonde moment. And Jessica said, what you're seeing is a little bit exaggerated, but still me, you know, it's okay to stick your foot in your mouth. Just laugh at yourself with everybody else. I ask everything I don't understand. So sometimes I look dumb. So the question that, you know, in that, in that famous moment where, you know, she says, is that, you know, is it chicken or is it fish? And Nick's reaction to her, which kind of to me was like, okay, this is, this doesn't seem like it's a great marriage situation. Cause like you, you would have like a bemused sort of like, you know, 
Like, are you serious? Like joking, but he seemed very much just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It made me wonder in that moment, is Nick really irritated with her stupidity or does he realize that she's putting on a show for the cameras and she's kind of like put off by that? Hmm. Because you would think that if she was regularly dropping things like that, that it would become sort of like Jessica, you know, like one of those moments or whatever. Whenever I say something stupid and like my husband doesn't react by looking at me like stone faced. Right. I mean, he looked at her like disgusted, disgusted that she's like such an idiot. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's a great question because I appreciate her openness of asking a lot of questions. Look knowledge is power. And she's just (laughs) trying to acquire as much of it as possible. And if that makes her look silly once in a while, then so be it. Um, I've, I've always taken her just knowing what she's been able to do with her brand as somebody who's a little bit more, uh, aware than I think like we see in this pilot. Right. So it does. That's interesting. You bring up that maybe he felt like she was putting on a, 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 a shtick a little bit because that wouldn't make sense with what I always felt like she probably leaned into a little bit too much. Right. Exactly. Then he's mad at her for doing that then. But like, despite the fact that that's what made them famous. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome for that chicken by the sea comment. Uh, But this also, obviously, like we just are talking about right now, the show opened them up to criticism and critique of their marriage. And Salon even wrote during their first season, thrillingly enough, Simpson and Lachey don't seem to know each other well at all, despite having dated for three years. The honeymoon seems to be ending as the cameras roll. And there's something absolutely mesmerizing about watching these two stare at each other in shock, wondering who replaced Dream Barbie or Dream Ken with such a crabby, impatient jerk. They do seem like they hate each other in this pilot. Relax. Please, I don't know. Let's not do this right now. Don't be mad at me, though. Whatever. She's in a uh, rare form today. But you have to pay she asked me about the maid service last night. It's not about a maid service. It's about simple picking up after herself. Like, you don't need a maid. You need a freaking, you know, personal assistant to follow you around and pick up your trash. I mean, I I haven't seen the whole series, but to your point, like the honeymoon, first of all, it, it does seem like they don't even know each other. Well, they do establish and, the fact that they've never lived together. Like this is their first time living together sure because that. we know that, you know, the whole virginity thing, which by the way, oh, when God. they showed the footage of the, the, wedding. the wedding, that was just disgusting. Jessica can stand up here in this white wedding dress because a long time ago she committed her purity to God and she stuck with that commitment. Oh my God. Her father marrying them. One. Two. Her father bringing up her virginity and why she can wear a white dress. Three. Her just grinning ear to ear. While family, friends, and Nick are like probably looking on like, what the fuck? (laughs) So it's so gross. And I always sort of admired like Ashley Simpson's like total disregard for that storyline for herself. (laughs) Right. She like she got pregnant with Pete Wentz before marriage. Like she was just basically like, that really wasn't a thing for her at all. No, She had the black hair. Like she was basically like the, she had a lot of layers in her hair. (laughs) 
I and had a successful music career. Sure did. The yin um, It is interesting. I do think that like, um, the, like the vision I had of Jessica Simpson at this time was Dukes of Hazard, all American girl. And it is interesting of like how much of that was like truly true to her or so much of it was a brand that they were just creating for her too that went along with the show because like you see like she is struggling with like their marriage to go back to like you know them not knowing each other and the honeymoon phase being over like when she's like with her parents in their house like she really looks like she's like what did I get myself into as if like she was a 23 year old who just married a guy that she barely knew right and was like did I rush this and right. I, I mean, it's very real, but it's also, um, kind of shocking to see because it's kind of sad. It's like kind of sad to watch her in this first episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we, there are some things that I, I read about the two of them, like they were traveling so much and they really didn't spend right. that much time together because I think the life of a musician is that you're away yeah. all the time. And I, you know, there is a little bit of a puppy love that takes them to the altar. And then, you know, I think with someone like her, who was so, so like attached to the virginity headlines that like you could only ride that for so long. <laughs> sure. Right. It's kind of like those celebrities that said, we're not going to get married until all gay people can get married. And then they get married beforehand. And it's like, well, wait a second, you know, so right. you can't do the whole like virginity thing. And then you're waiting until you're 35 to get married. And then everyone's going to make their assumptions. I will say there is something like magical, like nostalgic about watching a couple, like a celeb couple that, you know, really doesn't know each other, but is like in the couple because they know it's good for them as like a career move. And, you know, there is like the fun rush of it that I don't feel like we get anymore with celebrities. Well, everybody knows the score. Everybody knows that they have like that. They have to put on an act that reality TV is not reality TV. I think that if this came out today, people would say this was incredibly boring and like not worth watching, but you know, cause it was so natural and it does, it did feel yeah. like, you know, who knows whether Jesse was putting on an act or not, but like Nick certainly wasn't like, he certainly no. wasn't at all. And what I also find fascinating is that it's clear that Nick was the more famous half of the duo when this happened. And you see that in the fact that like the theme song is Nick singing. Like there's, it's yes. not Nick and Jessica singing together. Yeah, it's just good Nick. Point. So you don't really ever hear Jessica's music, even though she theoretically is a musician, but she becomes so much larger than life that, you know, she's not really a, magi- a musician. She is a celebrity. So yeah, that's what ends up working. And like the series ended up, you know, obviously being a hit. The first season got 2.7 million viewers per week. And then the chicken of the sea quote, just, you know, put her up took and off. This, took off like crazy. A producer who was watching it said about the quote, I remember watching a rough cut and going, she's joking, right? That's got to be a joke. She's playing on everyone. And then when I realized it wasn't, I thought it was so genius, so genius. So this also was leading Jessica to suddenly find herself amongst these pop star foursome again. Like she was creeping up that list because unlike these other people, she was relatable. She was funny. She was selling products. You know, she got that, she got to deal with chicken by the sea, but she actually was selling music now with the hit, you know, with you, which poked yes. fun at her whole persona on Newlywood. So she didn't take any of this person personally and instead, you know, grabbed onto it. And like, which is why you have to think she's more in, in on the in, joke. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then she started to find success with acting. So she vied with for a role at, uh, in a big screen adaptation of I Dream of Jeannie, which never happened. And then, of course, she did a Dukes, and, a Dukes of Hazard. And, you know, she said for so long in the stupid teen pop culture, everybody was like, all of your fans have to envision themselves with you and believe that they can be the one. Everybody from my record label to my father as my manager was like, don't get married. But when I got married, my career began. And then as our friend Jennifer Aniston wrote in her cover story in 2004, she said most importantly Jennifer for, who did I say Jennifer Aniston sure did <laughs> I like you know what that is that that's because I would like to think of Jennifer Aniston as my good friend and it's so naturally and I was like did I miss something <laughs> uh, no I mean you look Jennifer Aniston and I will be friends one day but yeah. no, uh you're manifesting Jennifer Armstrong is actually yes. a friend of mine. Uh, as she wrote back in her cover story, she said, most importantly for Simpson Lachey, the series has given them a sustained stay in the spotlight, something they had yet to achieve through their musical talents. So this really was a way for them to actually finally yeah. get famous, even though it seemed like it was begrudgingly on the side of Nick. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting when you know you are number four let's just say number three for the sake of keeping them equals. He He's in a number three boy band group. She's number three behind Brittany and Christina. You're never going to crack that upper barrier. So you just have to find another means to get into the, the conversation and the zeitgeist. And they did. Yeah. I mean, it, they were like the couple to watch. And then I love that she then soared above him she and he's hosting him. Love is Blind. He's Nick Lachey, obviously. <laughs> Because he also tried a solo effort during the Newlyweds era. It didn't quite do too well during that time. And then I loved in some interviews that he did, he said he wanted to appear in films like Pulp Fiction, but he never quite found his acting footing. So instead he was relegated to One Tree Hill and a few other, and the sing-off host, but that was, that was long after, but uh, perhaps it was sing-off host. But it's possible that it was her star status and Nick's lack of one that made it inevitable that the show would spawn these breakup rumors of like, you know, what what can they actually, where can they go together? And even Justin Timberlake reportedly made fun of Jessica's body language towards Nick when they were at an event together. And EW reported, the irony is that lately, reality TV's most lovable duo has spent less time being newlyweds than being newlyweds. As much as the public enjoys Simpson and Lachey together, right now the pair are often apart. So then we had in 2005, after three seasons, they broke up. And for as open as they were about the relationship during the show, they were decidedly quiet about the reason why they broke up. But sources around the couple were much, much, much louder. So those on Jessica's side said that she was sick of his hard partying ways. And sources around Nick claimed that he was completely blindsided by the divorce. And it's not clear what the struggle was. Tabloids even said that Joe Simpson could have possibly been the thing to strain the relationship. But it was clear that the honeymoon was over. Yeah. I mean, I think that it was, it, again, like watching this makes you feel like you opened up a people magazine in the grocery store checkout in 2005. And for them to end the show with the breakup, Mm -hmm. it feels full circle. Like I can't imagine it would have ended any other way, you know? Right. Right. But like Jessica felt like she let people down because she said that people looked at her as like the trophy couple, the trophy wife. And like, Mm. even though she didn't know how to really be that, I know, I'm not sure we really look at that. I don't know if we did, but I get, it's a nice, she thought. (laughs) 
But then we also saw afterwards what Nick did is he he pulled a Justin Timberlake and he got a little boost in his music career by releasing What's Left of Me, which was about their breakup and was largely like deeming him as the innocent party in the breakup. So there was a lot of sympathy that was brought towards Nick. Mm. Um, But like ultimately, you know, like he was fine, obviously, you know, he cast Vanessa Manillo uh, for his What's Left of Me video. And of course, Sparks flew. They started dating. They had a li- like a light scandal around them when there were photos of them in the hot tub having sex. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, and then they got I don't. Oh my God, it was this whole moment. I yeah, love was- two th- or like 2005 tabloid. Oh my God, what a time. Yeah, yeah. What a it, time. They tried to get them like, you know, removed from everywhere because it was it was quite scandalous. Did uh, they? I know you can still find them. Oh, okay. but it's not easy, but, but now they're still them. together. They're still, they're still together. That. Yeah. They got married. They're hosting Love is Blind together. <laughs> but Nick said in 2013 that he hasn't spoken to Jessica in six years. Oh, wow. And then, oh, so, I mean, he hasn't spoken to her since they split. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. that time period. And then as for Jessica, she obviously remained a tabloid staple. Thanks to relationships with John Mayer and Tony Romo, that today show photo and rumors surrounding her and bam, of course. Uh, she also married football player Eric Johnson and had three kids. And also in 20, 2006, she launched her $1 billion clothing line, which she gonna... sold uh, her majority stake in in 2017 for $170 million. Wow. So she's done pretty well for herself. She also like, she just became such a, like you said, like a tabloid fixture of everything that came, like for some reason. And again, like, what was she really, I'm not trying to be shady, but like, I mean, she had her, her fashion, her apparel, her clothing line, her shoe line, but like Dukes of Hazard is, I think all I've seen her in my point being is, um, is that like, she, she has maintained her spot in the, like, uh, the eyes of like the public and via tabloids and through magazines and stuff for so long. And it's because of this show. It's not because she was doing more and more that we were so interested in. Like we were not interested in her because she came out with a ballet flat with a square toe. Right. And so they're putting her in magazines. It's because of what she built on, um, newlyweds colon, Nick and Jessica, that we cared about her and we continued to care about her, which I think just is incredible. I mean, th- this is all to say that she built up a persona on newlyweds that people cared enough about to want to follow through life, whether they actually yeah. even knew what she was doing or not. And for that, I mean, it's pretty incredible like, whether she came off as a dumb blonde or not. Like she, she became rich from it. So, I mean, she she was the winner. (laughs) She is like the ultimate, like professional celebrity. Right. And she's different than your, your current day professional celebrities, because she, you know, she did have that relatability factor. When you, when you watch this, this premiere, like they are dressed down and they're not dressed down in a way that like even the summer house people in the morning are dressed down. Right. Like they are like, she was wearing just your like basically throw on whatever is in your room, no regard for how it actually looks. Like I'm pretty sure he was wearing basketball shorts almost the yes, entire time. He had a cut off, a cut off basketball <laughs> tee. And I think every scene, maybe even his wedding scene, <laughs> but like they weren't really styling themselves. And, and I, and this is what I, I know we always talk about this when we do like early two thousands TV. Cause I really miss this era where I feel like I know 
people really did not feel like they had to look like a certain someone and they were just more true to themselves that, you know, in that regard. But and I think that's what's made her somebody that we root for because we did fall in love with her in this era and then, you know, carried that throughout like all of her trials and tribulations of which she had many, you know, she was oh, yeah. like, you know, used like crazy by John Mayer, like all that stuff in her book about ridiculed John by Mayer. The press. Yeah. Like, ridiculed I will by the never press. forget the high-waisted jeans. Oh yeah. That's when, I mean, she was a size four were... and everybody was yes. like going after that. I was actually on a, uh, on a thread the other day. I don't remember if it was on TikTok or Reddit, but it was referencing that moment. And so many commenters were like, oh, I remember thinking back in that time, like, oh my God, she's gotten so fat. And looking at that now, I'm like, that is complete. That is a small woman. (laughs) Like that we were brainwashed in that era to really. She was the focal point for it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, she went through a lot and I I think she's come out the other side. She's sober now. Like she had a few difficult years in the late 2010s around that, but Mm -hmm. you know, she's, uh, you know, she's doing okay. I got to say something that really surprised me because we talked about this a little last week. You know, I was very much like 98 degrees with my boy band. I had a big giant crush on Nick Lachey when I was 13. Nick. Oh, and so you wouldn't watch this. So I didn't watch this. I actively avoided newlyweds at the time, but I'm glad I did. I'm not watching it, (laughs) but I'm glad I avoided it because I got to say, Nick does not come off well. Like he does not come off as like somebody you want to hang out with, um, you know, like his whole, oh my God, when he was, when he's moving in and he has his, his stuff, he's carrying it up the stairs. And I think Jessica did something that pissed him off. And he said, it's in these moments that I'm glad I don't have a gun because I would shoot myself. And I'm like, you brought this on yourself, Nick, because you didn't hire movers again, like just hire movers. Hire movers. I can't imagine being with a man who has so much money and doesn't hire movers. So weird. It was so weird. His apartment, his condo. First of all, I was so embarrassed when he's like, I finally leased my condo because I was like, <laughs> what a normal thing to say. Like you're Nick Lachey. Like you should be able to have two properties. I'm sorry. Like be a, be a real celebrity and have too many properties that you're paying mortgages on. Um, but when he, his condo looked exactly like that, uh, that Kim Kardashian lived in, in the early days of Kardashian, of keeping up with the Kardashians too. And, you know, it's just like the dark wood counter or the dark wood cabinets with like the dark, dark granite countertops. It just was such a moment. And it just brought, it made me so happy. Honestly, like I love uh, this era of, of reality television and like inside celebrities lives. All the houses looked like sepia. They all looked like sepia toned houses. Everything was kind of a little yellow. Everything's a little yellow. Just like, you're like, have I just not drank enough water today? And that's why everything's a little tinted. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Kate, well then I'm curious. I mean, do you have fun facts you want to go through? Um, I do have just a few fun facts. Yeah. They're not like, and, and one of them is like, not that it's not, yeah, that, not fun that fun of a fact, but like, I mean, I just have to reference the fact that like Joe Simpson talked about his daughter's breasts in a very Trumpian way. And that was very upsetting. Uh, but that's not even a fun fact. That's just something to mention. Just but uh, Jessica also auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club and didn't get in. I learned that about her. I didn't know that. Oh, so again, she was sort of at that she bottom of the reject. list. Was Mandy? Mandy was not in it either, but I don't know that she tried out. I think she might have been a little God, younger. To imagine being in the Mouseketeers 
that's what they were called. Right. Mm -hmm. And not being one of the successful ones, Mm -hmm. like coming up in that class and being like, I was with Ryan Gosling. I was with Brittany. I was with Jeff. I was with them all, Christina. And then I, oh, but I'm Todd. I'm, (laughs) I'm Todd. I'm in the back with the t-shirt on in the pool. And they all became enormous celebrities. And I'm just doing community theater. I'm opening yeah. up cabaret. I'm the MC. That's a very rough life. I mean, I'm mad. And there's definitely people who, are, who fall into that category. So, you know, who knows? She might, it might've been too many cooks in the kitchen if she had gotten in, you know? Yeah. Although like her, I got, I mean, her, I, her music her is music, so terrible. It's, it's so, bad. it's so terrible. And she just never learned vocal control for some reason. She just never learned it. She didn't. And I mean, this is, if you haven't listened to our American Idol, like we, Kate knows what she's talking about. I do. (laughs) I have, I have like 15 seasons of training of American Idol. So, Um, Uh, oh, also uh, the last thing is that the actor who played Reese on Malcolm in the Middle bought their house after they got divorced. Oh, see, that's that sitcom money. Oh yeah. That, the residual, Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. get me some of that. Good for them. Uh, okay. So I mean, Kate, you didn't watch this when it was on because again, if it wasn't going to be you eating, um, tuna canned tuna on a white couch next to, but not even next to like a comfortable distance away from Nick Lachey, you weren't going to, you weren't going to have it. So now that you have seen it, was this better then the OC, you know what? And we got our line. We got our line. It's yeah. It's really hard because it does launch something that becomes so huge in pop culture. It's very usually bigger than welcome to the OC bitch. Yeah. And it's a tight 20 minutes, which I love. I love something that's just like a short little bit of fun. It might've even been 19 minutes. Like it ended so quick. And then the best part is I was watching it on my TV just picked right up into, uh, like a music video montage for Jessica, where like, it was somebody made it on their like iMovie. And I was like, that's the perk of watching a show that is only found on YouTube. Right. That's true. Yeah. You can have never ending content. Nick and Jessica's best moments. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like two things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just them smiling at their wedding and then that's it. Um, I, you know what, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say that it's better than the OC. I, I can't wow. believe that because it's really not that good at all. <laughs> it's incredibly boring, but I think in, in the pantheon of, of what it, what it stands for and what it leads to, I think it deserves respect. Oh, a hundred percent. It deserves respect. A hundred percent. I don't think I would say it's better than the OC, but it goes down really nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's fun. I mean, it's, it is, like I said, if you were my mom and dad, every week we got our people magazine delivered in the mailbox. And if you were one of those kids like me, who was obsessed with it and would just, you'll love this. You'll love just revisiting it. So we don't have that anymore, but we should probably talk about what we were going to be doing next week. Yes. And we decided to, as Kate put it, lean into the era and revisit TRL total request live. Were you old enough for TRL? I wasn't. Oh my no, God. Oh my God. This, so the, oh my God, TRL. I'm very familiar with it, but it was like, just, I was just behind it. It, I mean, it was, it was culture. 
back in my teenage years, like this was what it was. So we're going to have a lot of bad outfits to talk about. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of Carson Daly to chat about. Oh, Carson Daly. I mean, Can't don't wait. even forget Jesse camp. You probably don't even know. Who I don't Jesse even know who camp that is. is. You don't even know who he is. Oh my God. You should look up Jesse camp after this. Cause that's a fun ride. Well, I'm looking forward to it and I'm sure we'll get some more music critiques. Kate, <laughs> of course, as we deserve. I mean, the and problem is it's probably like the first episode of TRL. I have no idea when it came out, and it might be just like the most random. Oh, I'm sure it will be. But what a moment in time! What a moment in time! What a moment in time! And guys, I'm, I Kate. I don't want you to even answer this, but I would love to know if you ever waited outside the TRL studio. So no, I was I was stuck in Minnesota. But you bet your bottom dollar, I would have, and that could have made me sound older. <laughs> You bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> oh, that was really so lame. That was so lame, but I loved it. Keep it in. Guys, oh. if you want more of those beautiful quips, those, those. It's super timely. Quick on our feet. Quick on our feet. Zeitgeist of the moment <sighs> phrases from Kate, from me, from anyone. Join us on the dip.com. We have a lot of really cool things coming up. Uh, where you can interact with us. You can talk to us, start conversations with us. We want to talk to you. Use the promo code TV watch subscribe for 50% off your annual subscription. It'll be worth it. I promise. And until then, until Kate, we get to talk about Kate say the clip at the beginning of the TRL episode will be Kate saying you bet your bottom dollar. I would have been there. I just, I was looking um, up the origin for it and it's, is it Annie? No, it's, I didn't even think about how it was an Annie. No, it's, it's James, James, uh, James Polk reference <laughs> from 1856. Ooh. So Kate's crossing centuries here <laughs> for that one. Um, but we will definitely revisit the great era of TRL next week. And until then we're going to leave you with this iconic moment from newlyweds, Colin, Nick and Jessica. God, so many underwear. It's amazing what all you find when you do your laundry. The only thing difficult about doing your laundry, it's fun putting it in and putting all the stuff in it. But then afterwards, you have to fold it. That's what I really don't like. I don't mind taking, you know, tons of clothes and just throwing it in the laundry. It's just what I have to do afterwards that that sucks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Wicked, wicked fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. Wicked, wicked 